0: Day, Bobby. What day is it? April twenty-fifth. It's um, seventh. April twenty-seventh. I am your co-host Dan Blue. This is the Morning Rushback Podcast. Thanks for being here. I'm here with Bobby Stevens uh, remotely. Bobby, how's the Chicago weather today? It's sunny outside, man. It feels like feels like summer
1: here. That's not very normal for you guys. No, it's normal. Yesterday it was freezing, it's normal.
0: And we're joined, uh, our guest today, Asif Shah from the Cincinnati area. Asif, how are you?
2: I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Good to
0: see you back. Asif and I were teammates. Um, if you don't know Asif, again, he's from he's a, a high school coach in the Cincinnati area. He's also a um, professional player of seven seasons. We played in, in indie ball together, and he has a lifetime batting average of 312. So this is a, a guy who really knew how to square up the baseball. So we wanted to have him on the show today to... Talk about a lot of things, but, um, I mean, we we will have a rousing good talk. I think today, Asif, what are, what's one of the things that you and your wife have purchased to keep yourself sane during this trying time of coronavirus,
2: um,
0: your comforts?
2: No, I mean, well, we already have two dogs. So
0: do you buy a third maybe, dog? What's that? Do you Buy another dog?
2: No, no, no. God, these two are already like too, too much to handle as it is. Um, you know, we uh no, we like haven't only- food,
0: nothing. Exercise no, equipment, new video game?
2: No, actually, you know what? I did buy uh, I did buy MLB The Show. This is the first time that I've played PlayStation in like 5 years. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it was uh you know, and uh it it's the the only thing that kind of has kept me entertained and everything and so yeah, just won the World Series with the Reds. So.
1: Oh, that's exciting. Good congratulations. Congrats. Congrats
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Did
1: you celebrate what's that you had to celebrate right
2: no no because like so my my dog so i i think one of my dogs yeah, tie gets, your dog
1: he, into this
0: video game situation well
2: he, he gets to he gets like uh he associates crowd noise with me getting mad at ohio state football games So anytime there's like crowd noise, he just kind of bolts off. And if I celebrate, then he associates it. He's like, he's like, what's going on here? And he starts to go ahead and just uh, like worry and everything. So,
0: Yikes. Bob, what are you, what's, what's latest on your plate this weekend? Do you have any good new conspiracies for us? Look
1: at, look at what I got. Look at this thing. (laughs) I don't know what it is. That's one of those utility shovel knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things. I got it for my yeah. Who are you my wife, murdering? I don't know. My wife got it for me. For I, I, saw it on Instagram and I like made a point to tag her in it, and I got it. <laughs> so, I can start a fire with this thing. I can dig a hole. Apparently, I can chop a limb off. I got, I got plenty of. time. the next two weeks of mine are full.
0: That's great because you'll do none of those things. That, that all shovel of those is things. like you're running for mayor. We like
1: we are we are staying in place apparently till May 31st. I can do plenty of things with this.
2: Oh, you guys are in place till May 31st.
1: Well, people are. I'll be out of the house to later today.
2: <laughs> wow, gosh, yeah, yeah. This is. Uh, yeah, I think I think parts of Ohio are going to open up on May 1st. So,
0: how do you feel about that? Will you venture out? I mean, you need a haircut. <laughs> so yeah, I need, yeah, I need a haircut. Like
2: yeah, like this is. I mean, it's it's awful. So I mean, I don't know. I like I um. I mean, I don't know if I buy into the conspiracy theorists and everything. And there's just it's there's a ton of things that are that are you know, obviously like you know it's a pretty serious deal. So I don't want to be a contributor to that. But I also hate sitting at my house doing nothing <laughs> like this is like the worst and well, so uh, maybe yeah. if you
0: had a fancy
1: jagged shovel then you could, yeah uh, i know be yeah. productive yeah well we can't all we can't all see these these utility tools on instagram
2: <laughs> i'm
1: happy to i'm happy to bring them to, to light
2: oh <laughs> well, so
1: so for those of you just tuning
0: in this is asif shah he's a former teammate of mine former pro hitter 312 lifetime batting average so a, a really exceptional hitter um and one of the things we wanted to chat with him today, because we've had a lot of, we've, one rec- we've had a bunch of recurring themes on the show. Number one, uh, the words, Asif, have you ever used, ever used the words arm talent referring to a pitcher?
2: Arm talent? No. Yes, yes, you have. <laughs> exactly. Good
0: have. answer. Like, good yes, tone have. of voice.
1: I'm sorry. Yes, you have.
2: Like, well, like, 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 in decades. relation, In relation to being a pitcher, like, Throwing hard or something? or
1: Yeah. like, that in like Relations who have talent. the greatest no, talent say, in your right arm.
2: No, I just say the guy throws hard.
0: Yeah, no one's ever said arm talent. <laughs> no, no, yes, arm you, you arm say talent. it. I say it. Good job so oh. far. Uh, another, I think, thing on everyone's mind, since we're all in a digital world, is just how terrible Twitter is, like in every way. And that was kind of what spurned uh, some of the stuff I want to talk to you about today, which is the outrage culture of Twitter, And really just the internet in general and the world in general, everyone likes to be outraged by everything. Um, and I'll share a quick story about Asif. Uh, because I think to an extent all of us have a, have a choice, whether we are outraged by something or not. There are lots of things that are, they're just objectively offensive, right? Like we all understand that there's a lot of terrible things that have happened to lots of different groups of people throughout humanity. There's lots of just lots of offensive things that are just patently that. There are other, but there's also just like our response to these things, and so I'll, I'll share. Do you want to share? Or do you want me? To, me no, to go share? ahead. Go ahead. So Asif and I were teammates in 2010, and we would a manager that we both liked. But it, Asif is, I think you're probably the only because you're you're of Pakistani origin, right? Right. Yeah. I think you're the only like Indian-born player I've ever played with. I mean, it's a. Do you know what the demographic like, is in like, baseball?
2: Like pa- like Pakistani, uh, Pakistani or Indian born um i don't uh, I, mean, I know that there's cool. the there's the 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 guy with the pirates that came over um and that you game know, show the, thing yeah 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 the, the, that um that came over i think there's two guys arm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 they had a movie on it and everything but uh but i mean i haven't uh I, well I, I actually played with somebody um in 2016 when i went back to quebec for you know for a couple weeks um he, uh, he was a pitcher. Uh, he went to Stony Brook, and then he was with the Cubs for a little bit. Um, he, he's, uh, he's Indian. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, aside from that, it's just, you know, it's kind of been like me and me.
0: <laughs> just Asif. Just Asif. Yeah, like, so one-man man show. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so we were teammates, and uh, in a, like a joking way, but still clearly an offensive thing to say, our coach just like referred to you as a terrorist I mean just, just casually all the time like where's Osif? where's that terrorist at Like, just, I think he'd give you high fives like good job you tear like it was just pretty relentless but you could probably already tell like from Asif's demeanor that you're a pretty easygoing guy so my question is did that bother you and like just tell me about about that and your reaction to it
2: So that that didn't bother me because it was coming from who it came from, you know, um, now it like uh, and, and I knew, him, you know, I've known him for a while and everything. Yeah. And I knew him. Uh, I actually knew him before a lot of other guys on the team knew him. And, you know, I knew his personality and everything. And it, it didn't co- you know, what, what he was saying. It wasn't coming from like a uh, from like a, with any malicious intent whatsoever. And I think, I mean, given the circumstance of what, uh, the the position that we were in, I mean, we're, so it's a professional season, you know, it's a long season. If you can't laugh about, you know, if you can't laugh about certain things, if you can't go ahead and, and, uh, and be able to, uh, to kind of, um, talk to one another in a, in a, in a joking manner or something like that, you're never going to make it anyways, you know? And so, um for me it was never it, it, like coming from him. It was never offensive. If it came from anybody else on the team that was like, you know, that had been kind of part of that like core group of guys, it wasn't going to offend me. But like, but um, you know, if, if there's some like, you know, rookie hotshot that just comes in and starts going ahead and chiming in, I'm going to be like, yo, like shut your mouth or things are going to about to start happening. <laughs> um, but like, but the, one of the things that I actually thought was pretty, uh, I thought it was like pretty cool of a lot of people was that like, you know, that we would joke around about it and everything guys would joke around about it, but then like on a bus ride or something like that, there was people that were genuinely interested in, you know, in like my cultural background or something. And I thought, uh, I thought that was, uh, I thought that spoke more about everybody's character rather than, you know, a joke here and there, you know, um, I think one of the things that was really funny, and like it, it, when when we brought it up and everything, um, I remember we were in Gateway, we we're in St. Louis, and uh, and St. Louis in the summer is super humid, hot, and everything. And, yeah, it's uh, like a swamp. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it was like a swamp, and I remember they put those ammonia towels in the dugout, you know, and um, and like I put one over my head because I was <laughs>
1: <laughs> and. No, I this is, this, this keep, is going, going,
2: this is, yeah, going places. And we, won't, we won't go into like, you know, we won't go into like, you know, what, what actually it was, it was sad and everything, but it was like, it, it, it was, it was just like, a you know, I mean, again, it's like, it's like late July or early August or something like a dog days of the summer. And I mean, I didn't do it intentionally, but you know, I was, I was really freaking hot. So, uh, but you know, it was, it was kind of a, you know, a, a funny laugh at the time and everything. Um, I well, mean, <laughs> I, think,
0: I think if I remember correctly, our manager walked by and he was just like, eh, like you like yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah, fake, yeah. like snap <laughs>
0: reaction like I saw you yeah and everyone he, he just was like roared he's
2: like whoa whoa like that so
1: yeah,
2: yeah I, I mean I like we laughed about it and everything and so it just it just the the like for me I mean the the flip side of it I guess is that if I did get upset over it if I did get upset over it and everything. I know that everybody would have stopped right away, you know mm-hmm. like, people would have stopped because I think because there was a level of respect that everybody had and it was it was a level of an understanding like, hey, you know if this is gonna bother somebody, then don't say it, you know I mean, yeah, there are certain things that people that you know that you know you didn't talk about and everything around some people, and that was understood it wasn't um it wasn't something that people have infringed upon
1: Bobby, I was not in this locker room I don't I did not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, well, so I guess
0: not just a question for Bobby, but for both of you, I mean, so what do you feel like people, do you feel like people are just trying to get upset when they react to things like this on the web? I mean, like what, like what's, they're just bored. Like, what do you think it is, Asif, Bobby, either so, one of you?
1: you I oh, mean, go. Play, okay. I've got, so, please, please go. I've to got, people. yeah, so, we've, this is how you rant.
2: <laughs> so, so I mean, and, and I can go into kind of some deep la- layers on this as well, is that, um, my opinion is that, you know, and I hate to sound like the get off my lawn type of guy, but, you know, we are in a generation where people are glued to their phones. And face to face communication or even on the phone communication, people are tone deaf. They don't understand context. So a lot of times there are things that are being said and they're taking them in a literal ter- tone or term, like word for word. Well, it's it's that coupled with I think you know people are not actually mad about some of the things that that are being said. I think people are mad about something else, and they use whatever is being said as a channel to go it's ahead an and yeah. yeah, and 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 uh, and just you know relay their frustration. I mean, you know, as a as a coach, I uh, you know I, I kind of have to deal with that kind of stuff also. You know, like I mean, it's just uh, you know you you like. It's just it's it's funny. I use this as an example, and everything is that as a coach, I'll very rarely ever have a conversation with a player or a parent of somebody who's a contributing member of the team about something aside from playing time. You know, if if there if there's somebody that gets upset, there it's usually from a parent who says uh, who's 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 you know who's got a kid who doesn't play very much. And they'll say, this isn't about playing time. And they'll go ahead and attack little things (laughs) that might be said, you know, or take things out of context and say like, you know, I mean, I, I, I actually had this, uh, this said to me one time was that I told a kid, I said, Hey, you can't make dumb mistakes like that. You know, you have to be smarter than that. That got turned around into coach Shaw called me dumb. Yep. And then, uh, and all of a sudden it's like, it's like, like, wait, wait a minute, hold on. You know, what what was actually being said and everything. And, and, you know, and I mean, a parent is going to be protective of their kid. They're going to go ahead and, and and obviously err on that side. But, um, but at what point are we, at what point are we actually um, trying to find out the truth of what's going on and, uh, you know, over, or I mean, like, or, or are we trying to just go ahead and find something to get upset about?
1: Yeah, Bobby, what do you got? We're trying to find something to get upset about. Yeah. What else do we have to do anymore? This mm-hmm. is this is Twitter 101, right? Like all these people on Twitter, they this is Twitter's like the platform for anybody who's never said something in person. That's like their outlet to say something to whether it's you or <laughs> what does <other> that mean <laughs> this is the outlet for <laughs> someone who's never said anything in person like for mutes like not yeah because none anything. of these people like the hitting twitter stuff none of these people in oh. person are going to say anything near what they're typing got on their yeah. screen oh, yeah. the anonymous yeah. opinion yeah, yeah yeah and it's and it's you change your you change your profile picture and all of a sudden you're just a you're just an avatar uh to to speak on what he said the parents side of it um it's always it, it's never a a, a fluid conversation of like, okay, let's have a discussion on why, you know, you feel this way or why your son feels like he's being like, not getting this the opportunity. He's getting, uh, you know, I had a conversation with a dad last year and I r- vividly remember because I, I basically told my assistant uh, coach, I said, this is exactly how this conversation is going to go. I said the first four minutes is going to be him kissing my ass a little bit. And then the next 12, 12 minutes is going to be him, complaining and telling me that his son doesn't deserves to be on a team that he, a different team that he does, that he's on. Mm -hmm. And the situation was his son is a pretty good player. Like we had two teams at the level. He was on what he perceived to be the second team. And I don't really break teams off in a and B, you know, opportunity I break it off in. So he was a third baseman. So I told his dad, I said, look, the best player we have at this age group is a third baseman. So your son's never going to play there. And You can't tell – like, I don't – where else does he play? And he's like, well, he you know, he tells me all this stuff. I said, no, 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 I said, I asked your son where he played. I go, I asked him specifically. He told me third base, and I said, where else? And he said, uh, I don't really play anywhere else. And he said it in, like, an arrogant fashion. I didn't yeah. bring that up. He goes, I'm a third baseman. I said, okay, well, you're not the best third baseman. So if we're going to go off of that, you're definitely not on this team. <clears throat> yeah. Because our best third baseman's on that team. Yeah. And his dad didn't want to hear it, and it was – then it was then it was I'm biased, and then it was you yep. know everybody else is stupid, and it's like, no, that's not the case. I said, I don't it doesn't benefit me at all to put good players on teams that they don't deserve to be on. How does that benefit me? So yeah. Yeah. nobody really, you know, everybody's looking for a reason to get upset. Nobody wants to look at it objectively as a – you know, especially the way I frame it, how can I get your son better? You know, yeah. you're you don't pay you, okay, I'll put you in the top team. He's never going to play third base, never. So mm-hmm. is that a better situation for your son? I'll do that. I'll, I'll 100% put him on the bench and you agree to it because that eliminates one problem because this kid's never going to play. Yeah. So that eliminates a one playing time issue that you have on a youth team. But I mean, the, Twitter is a sounding board. You get I get comments on some things I say on Twitter and it's like this person has one follower and he joined it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? What who is this person? Who is I saw this? Something,
2: I saw something the other day. Um, like you know, uh, Prep Baseball report puts out like their their preseason all-state team or whatever. Yeah. And um, and one of the dads, he responded to it and he's like, this is all political." Hey, this was put out like you know, like a, about not even a week ago. So it was actually after uh Ohio canceled the spring seasons. So right. this got put out. It's a preseason all-state team for a season that's not gonna happen. So, but a, a dad responded to it and he's like, this is clearly political because my son hit better than, you know, had a higher batting average yeah. than X, a, X, Y, and Z. So, you know, so this and that, and then, uh, you know, and I, and I, I don't know why, but they responded back. They're like, this isn't political. We do our best to cover all the, all the high schools in Ohio. Sometimes, you know, sometimes players are not, you know, are not on there and everything and this and that. And then, uh, there, and, the, but then they also said, they were like, you know, but the coaches are the ones that recommend it. And then that pretty much just goes ahead and sends that parent to his high school, to his kid's high school coach and go ahead and give him a, you know, give them a, a something to talk about there. But like, but yeah, it, it really does seem like to, in today's age right now, especially where there's a lot of people that are, that are upset about one thing and they use anything they can to go ahead and, and, uh, and, um. You know, channel their frustration, and just, uh, I mean, it just—I mean, we as coaches, we have to deal with it on a consistent basis. It's—I mean, it's—it's—it's uh, it, it's, it's not easy because, like, because yeah, I mean, I had a similar situation. I'm sure every coach has had a similar situation that sure. what you were talking about, where, where you know, where they start off, you know, they the, they'll start off and they'll say, you know, this is not about playing time. I—I I mean, as soon as I hear that, as soon as I hear that from it from a parent, they're like, this is not really about playing time. I'm like this is about playing time because if it wasn't about playing time, you wouldn't say that, you know, like right. you wouldn't say that it wasn't about playing time if it was, you know, and, um, and then my, my other favorite is um, we're not really the parents that ever really get involved or anything. It's like, yes, you are.
1: You, you like, are, you're, you're doing it. You're doing this, it right now.
2: is literally what you're doing right now. So stop talking to me. You know, I mean, I was almost to the point to where I was going to say, you know what? Um, because you know how a lot of coaches they'll always say like, Hey, um, you know, we're not going to have conversations about playing time. Um, you know, parents are not going to have conversations about playing time. If there's any issues, then a kid, you know, the player will come up to me. I've almost gotten to the point where I'm going to say, you know what? Yeah. We're going to have these conversations and I'm going to tell you right now, your kid's not that good. And so that's a, that good point. Point, it's
1: yeah. a great point. Like you're making the, you're making the, you know, the, the elephant in the room point, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. The, if you say if you say you're not that parent, you're probably that parent, and it's not yeah. all parents, and it's a small minority of parents, you know that that do that. But I, you know, there's it's twofold, right? You tell like, hey, your son needs to be an adult. Like, if he wants more playing time, he's got to, you know, it's okay to talk about playing time. Like I, the, yeah. I, I always, you know, it's okay. Like not there's 12 guys on the team. Usually, only nine of them get to play at a time. Like some guys are not gonna want to be on the bench. I didn't want to be on the bench. Right. We all didn't want to be at the bench at some point. So there's a proper way to ask, how do I get more playing time? There's also the reverse of it. If you're going to tell me how good your son is and how many good things he does well, be prepared for me to tell you how many bad things he does and how bad he is. Like, If, yeah. you, don't want to, if you don't want to hear the flip side of it, don't That's tell me fair. how good he is and definitely don't bring in another kid. Like, Don't bring in Johnny that starts at shortstop. And tell me how much better your son is than that kid because Yeah,
2: oh, that's really bad.
1: I am going to tell you flat out why Johnny is better than your kid, and, and you're gonna hear things about your own son that you don't want to hear.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you're that's if this is the road we're going down, this is this is where it's this is where I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. So if you're not okay with that, if you're okay with that, which you should be okay with that, because that's where the conversation should have started, yeah. right? Like, what does my son need to do to get better? Well. For starters, he didn't bring a glove today. So let's start <laughs> with showing up with the right stuff. Like, Yeah. You know. yeah. But there's this conversation is not going to go the way you think it's going to go, no matter how angry you are or how many good points you think you have.
2: Right. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we can't hear Dan. So I uh, I personally am going to take this as opportunity <laughs> to just cut Dan out of the loop totally. <laughs> uh, uh, he's back now. Fine. We'll let him back in but <laughs> i'm back in. no he's not back no, all right. right yeah so I, so i'm gonna segue into something i wanted to talk about yeah um, I'm back. I'm back. um you we're could, not segwaying oh, yet <laughs> come on i have a story i want your opinion on this <laughs> so
0: for many many years one of my like getting to know you questions for just like kids that i trained was what's your spirit animal which my spirit animal is a frog slash Praying mantis depends on the day, um, but this was a question that I would just ask because, like, everyone likes animals, right? To, you know, like, whatever you're obviously, obviously, you like dogs a lot. I'm more like a rep, I was like a reptiles and amphibians kid, um, yeah. and to me, that question's always been like, what animal do you really like, kind of like identify with, kind of bond with, you know what I mean? Like, my business partner Lucas, who's this huge dude, his was like a polar bear, Like he loves polar bears, um. Okay. So you just feel like he has this bond with polar bears. So I I asked I've asked so many people that question in the last number of years. And I asked a uh I on the internet dating I asked a girl that and she goes, "I don't have one because that's offensive to Native Americans." Ugh. and I was just like shocked. That's I'm like, "Tough. I don't want to offend Native Americans either. I have great respect for them." I'm like, "But honestly, like I never even think and obviously just because you don't think about it doesn't mean it's not offensive, but I'm like there's nothing in the context in which I'm talking about this that has anything to do with that. It's not like what would your yeah. Indian name be. It's just like what's an animal that you really think is great and you like kind of vibe with. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Where do you, where yeah. do you fall on that Asif? And what's your spirit animal?
2: Well, mine would be a dog just because, <laughs> you know, but I like I'm actually caught off guard by that. I didn't know that, you know, that that was like that that was a thing.
0: Well, and I and we got in like a little like calm argument about it. I was like, well, do you know that's offensive to Native Americans? Like, you're not Native American. Like, do you know that that is offensive to them? Like, in the context that it's used in, in
1: pop culture? Like, right. do you know that it's offensive? Or are you just, like, saying that it's offensive for them? You know, sidebar, like, Dan's not dating this girl anymore. <laughs> no, it, well, it didn't go anywhere. But... Um, <laughs> this, was a, this was a start Lots of Lots
0: of conversations are had on, on these, these little apps. But... Um, can you like be offended for a group that you're not a you're not belonging to like I understand obviously there's a lot of groups that can be marginalized but this kind of goes back to the outrage thing where it's like you could say something about like oh I'm glad I didn't I'm glad I, I need a haircut but I'm glad I'm not bald it's like you don't know if that offends me like I don't care like I'm uh, bald yeah. like I shave my yeah. head like just because one person somewhere in the world might be offended by a statement about their bald head because they're really self-conscious about it doesn't mean like you can't say something about baldness to every human you know what i mean obviously there's a line i'm not an insensitive person but it's also just trying to buy in back to this idea that if you choose not to be offended like you can make that choice and a lot of us can make that choice for yeah, a lot of yeah. things and then there's some obvious things like yeah. like certain words um that just like should not be used and like just like you should not go there i think there's but that line's so blurry oh, right yeah. now.
2: yeah it, it it has gotten really blurry, and I mean, it kind of goes back to like, like, um, I mean, yeah, you know, things that were being said and everything in our, in in our locker room and our clubhouse and all that kind of stuff. I don't really like chalk all of that kind of stuff as uh, like up to like locker room talk because I think I think people kind of take that and uh, and run with it as like as a cop out to go ahead and make offensive statements, you know. I agree. I um, agree. but but you know, I, I mean. there there are certain things that i that were kind of out of my control i mean like you know we would go on a road trip or something and i'd hear something from somebody in the stands like you know they'd say my name and they're like oh i wonder where this guy's from you know and yeah um and that kind of stuff you know and it it, like like that would that kind of stuff would end up you know i mean it's just like it's like yeah that, that sucks that you know that that that's the 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 reality of it but I can't spend my time getting offended by that when that's not what I was there. You know, I wasn't there to do that. I wasn't there to, you know, I, w- I wasn't playing baseball so that I could be, you know, so that I could, uh, you know, get offended by things. I mean, my best my best rebuttal was to go ahead and take care of things on the field. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, and that's, that's
0: reasonable. And, and you just wonder at some point, cause, and I can't think of many other specific examples where it's just like, do you need to be offended over this? Like, right. and I think people yeah. un- misunderstand nowadays what the word offensive means. And it, from a dictionary, it's just kind of like it's kind of less the way we use it today, which is like just kind of like rude. Like, yeah. I don't think the dictionary offensive implies like a lot of malicious intent towards like marginalizing a person. That's kind yes. of how I I view yeah. the word offensive. Not just like that's an offensive smelling fart, which is another. another way we could use it like that's yeah that's an offensive looking haircut you got there but yeah um if it's not used that way then offensive is not really the term either and like i don't know it gets down to semantics to an extent but it's just like do you just not like hearing that or i don't know i digress let's move on um (laughs) asif you were really good at hitting baseballs why (laughs) are you so good at hitting baseballs so you hit over 300 over seven seasons in in indie ball um at a lot of different levels you always hit what would you chalk that up to?
2: Um, I th- I think the biggest thing for me was that I, I was always making adjustments. Um, I always, uh, like, I knew that I had good hand-eye coordination um, and that I was able to go ahead and, uh, you know, and and barrel balls up and everything like that. But, but that, you know, you got to be able to make adjustments based on different things that are going on as well, you know? I mean, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, I, I wasn't like a, I wasn't like a roll out of the bed and hit type of guy, you know. I mean, I, like you, th- that can only take you so far, you know. I, I'm not a big believer that, uh, and I hate I hate it when, when coaches use the term of, oh well, he's just so athletic that he can do this, you know. I absolutely hate it when people say that because, you you undermine what that kid did or what that what that player did, to get to that level, you know. I mean. Like you take a guy like Mike Trout. Is he is he like gifted more than some more than the next guy? Then yes, absolutely. But that doesn't mean that Mike Trout did not work his tail off to get to where he is. You know? Um so for me the biggest thing was I wanted to um I wanted I, I wanted to make adjustments to go ahead and and, and never fail. Like I, I mean, if I got you know, if I got two hits in a game, I wanted to get three, if I got three hits in a game, I wanted to get four. I never wanted to give away at bats. And I, I think that uh, I think there was a I was able to go ahead and combine a, uh, a competitive drive along with, you know, along with whatever I was doing from a mechanical standpoint. And I think I was able to balance those things out for a uh, for a good period of time.
1: So I want to stay on what you what you started with with adjustments. You always were making adjustments. Can you explain um, what you what an adjustment was to you? Was it physical? Was it mental? You know, when I teach adjustments to question, a lot of the younger, yeah. a lot of the younger players, I always say if you're making an adjustment, it's it's purely mental. I go, if you're in the game, you're making an adjustment, you're super late on the ball, your adjustment is try and hit the ball, you know, into the opposite, into the pole dugout. You know, you beat the ball on the ground, hit a high fly ball, make a mental adjustment, try and change the result to change something physical about yourself. So talk about, you know, as a pro guy, you have to make adjustments on the on a you know a career. This is for your career. Can you explain some of that?
2: Yeah, um, it, it was a combination of both, and most of most of the physical adjustments that were made were always made in the off season, unless there was like some, unless there was like a glaring issue that I saw or that I felt right away that I was like, okay, I know how to, I I know how to make this type of a physical adjustment. But the mental adjustments that I that I made were, uh, you know, were it was, you know, whether it was like a confidence thing or if it was, um, you know, if it was like a all right, you know, I'm not seeing the ball as well right now. So I have to go ahead and make sure that I'm like, you know, like you said right there, um, I have to make, for me, that was a mental adjustment because it was like, okay, my intent needs to be here rather than here. Um, And so for me, I think, um, I think the physical adjustments that I made were, were all based off of, uh, you know, off of what my goals were for the following season, you know, for the next season um, you right. know, there was, uh, going from 2010 to a 2011, I added a little bit more of a leg kick. Um, and then I kind of, uh, and then going from 2011 to 12, uh, my hands got moved a little bit and that didn't work as well as I wanted. So, you Who know, I made them it. In, uh, what's that?
0: Who moved your hands and why?
2: I moved them because I felt like, uh, <clears throat> I, I didn't really have, uh, like a hitting coach to go to during the off seasons. Um, uh, you know, just because it was, you know, it's I was a long kind of,
0: flight back to Pakistan.
2: For sure. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I was kind of on my own at that point, you know. But, um, but I, I wanted to, like, like for me, I thought that, you know, like having my hands up a little bit higher was going to help me, in, uh, you know, in staying, you know, for the term that's being used right now is staying connected. You know, um, mm,
0: yes, must take I didn't, must, must.
2: I didn't, uh, I didn't use that term. I didn't know what that term meant, you know, um, for me, it was
0: anyone
2: more of, yeah, well, yeah. Like it, it was, for me, it was more of like, okay, this feels right. And I think that I can, you know, I, I feel like I can produce even better results from here. Um, from a mental standpoint, uh, Dan, you remember, I mean, 2010, I, my, my, the first half of 2010 was not, I mean, I was probably one of the worst players in the league. You know, I was not, I did not have a good first half and I was fortunate that we had a manager that was patient, you know? I mean, it was, uh, it, it wasn't a point to where like, uh, I mean the, the, the day I, I remember the day that I broke out where I knew I was like, okay, this is going to work the day. But like the day that I, that happened, I actually packed my stuff up because I was like, if I don't do well today, I'm going home. Like I knew I was like, I was like, I, I know that I'm one day away from getting released. And uh, and Dan, you were on the mound that day.
0: Was that the day you round circles around like two fly balls? No, 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 no. That
2: was in that was in Traverse City. That was in Traverse City where I, you know I was, I was in left field, and I'm like it was it was like a mental block for me in left field. But like, but um, but I remember the mental adjustment that I made because um, we went back to normal, and we were playing against Oakland City, and you were on the mound, and I got moved to right field. Oakland
0: City wasn't in the league at that time, but.
2: Well, well, no, no, who was, who was it? Who was it? The the, the team that was uh, that was traveling all the
0: Just time. Just some team, no one's ever heard of. It doesn't matter.
2: But okay, anyway. well, what? Yeah, whatever we'll call it was. Them some
0: team. What, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, whatever it was, it was like uh, it, it was. You know, I I was in right field, and I remember uh, I remember there was a ball that was hit and everything, and I made a diving catch to, to end the inning. But the mental mistake, I, uh, the mental adjustment I made in that game, or like or like before that game, was that. If I get released, it's going to be on my terms. I'm not going to let this pitcher beat me. I was like, I, so I so I got up there. I was like, I'm swinging as hard as I can, and I'm I'm letting it rip right now because I'm like, I'm not going to go down. Like I'm not going to go down. Like like being timid,
0: bit. being a little pansy. Right.
2: Yeah. And, and that's and, and and I realized that I'm like, that's how I I had been swinging for the last like three weeks. I'm like I'm like I, I was timid. I was just trying to go ahead and like make contact and everything. And I'm like, why am I going in here just trying to make contact? I'm, I know I can make contact. I mean, the, like making contact was never a problem. It was being able to make solid contact and produce results. And and I, I got to the point to where I was so angry with my past self that I was like, this is what's going to happen. And so, you know, um, I got, you know, I uh, fortunately got uh, got onto a good hot streak and, you know, ended off the season pretty good.
1: Also, you touched you touched on two things that we've talked about a lot on this podcast and with other guys. It's it's feel and confidence. It's like and it, when we you know I'm gonna segue into tw- hitting Twitter for a second because I'm a, I we talk about it a lot and yeah, so we it's had only, it's the only thing we talk about. But literally yeah, the only thing yeah. we talk about. Um, no, for some reason the the concept of feel is lost on people. Like not feeling good. <laughs> And whether it's body mentally has a tremendous effect on how you perform. And, you know, it ties into your confidence. If you're not confident and Jeff Fry talked about it a little bit when we had him on and you talked about fear, you know, being in the box, having a little bit of fear and fear could mean, you know, the guy's throwing 98 and it's a little nerve wracking or fear could mean like if I don't go three for four, like my bags are packed. I might not have a job anymore. Like this could be my last game ever. Yep and i don't think people understand it that. it's a good really good yeah. point that you bring up i don't think people understand that you know there's as a player there's there's things going on like you're human you're not a robot you're not out there like okay a b a b like on your on your game controller and line drive to right field like that just does it there's so many out, other factors that you don't like how you feel really affects you people have bad days at work how come they don't uh, like you never hear anybody talk about that maybe because no maybe because well, I guess because office There's office Twitter, you know, the HR Twitter isn't as hot as hitting Twitter yeah, right bleacher, now. Need to
0: report. Donna was really sad today. as she? You know, turned in her staff TPS staff reports. meeting
1: staff meeting wasn't didn't go so hot. Donna was Donna was pretty pissed off. Well, I want to I want to bring up one point, which was that <laughs> this one memory. And Asif
0: was a good outfielder, but that one day you just had that mental block. And if you imagine like a five-year-old who doesn't know. Oh, it was a whole series. When you don't know how to flip your glove up like this. Yeah. That's the thing that happens when you're like six. You learn that when it goes up, you don't do this because it hits you in the face and you turn your glove over. That was awesome. Running around like Woody from Toy Story with his glove (laughs) turned the wrong way. It
2: it was Uh, an entire series. It it wasn't just one day. It was an entire series. Like that entire series was – uh, you know, and, and I, I think I might have gotten like one hit or two hits or something like that. But, like, but that entire series.
0: It was weird I mean, in left. It was deer your defense. It was swirling. It was kind of strange out there. You saw him go up, and it's was, like.
2: A ball was hit over my left shoulder, and I turned to my right shoulder and I started going towards the foul pole. You know? I'm, I'm in Woody. Howdy, 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 howdy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I'm in left field, and I go towards the foul pole. And and I I still remember this. I jumped up thinking that I was about to rob a home run.
0: No, that's <laughs> right. Like, and it, it hit the warning track. The,
2: the ball was like fifteen feet to my left. Yeah. <laughs> and it hit the warning track, and I'm like, "What just like I'm like what?" These are good
0: happened? memories. These are good memories. I remember that we were all just like, "Does he know where he is?" Like,
2: yeah. He, like I I was LSD saying,
0: in the Gatorade. Like what's happening?
2: I had no idea like what was going on or anything like that. You know. And then um, uh, and and i tried to stay like positive and everything but like i remember after <laughs> that series after after that series it was over we're all packing our bags and everything and um and like and our manager our coaching staff was in the you know they were in the, the the manager's office and like and he was like like screaming and everything and i was like man whoever he's talking about is like is just getting worn out and he's like it's like, you know, he hasn't had an RBI in like two weeks or three weeks. I was like, man, gosh. And then I started to think, I'm like, wait a minute. I haven't driven anybody in in a while. <laughs> man, are they talking about me? <laughs> that sounds a lot like, my, yeah, <laughs> that sounds like me. I was like, yeah, that sounds like me. I'm like, all right, well, I guess, uh, you know, I mean, I, and I remember I'm like, all right, well, the next thing for me to do is is to go ahead and start, you know, texting or calling my friends and everything and saying, hey, you know, uh, I'm about to get
0: released. Yeah, I need a new baseball team. Do you have one?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I need to, I need to go ahead and, uh, and, and find another place to play. And then, uh, but then, yeah, I mean, it just, um, you know, my, I, I, I'll, I'll never forget the, um, the feeling that I had that day though, after I like, like when I walked up to the plate, like I remember when I walked up to the plate, um, I, uh, I was, I was just angry at my old self. Like that was the biggest thing is I, I was angry at my old self for putting, for putting me in a position that I was in right there, because I was like, I'm like, I know that I can hit. I, I don't, I don't know why it's, you know, why I've done what I've done. Um, and I know, but, but, you know, but yeah, so that, that kind of, um, it, it helped turn the tables quite a bit that year. Uh, it kind of, I mean, to be honest, it set the tone for the rest of my career because I, I knew at that point, I'm like, I'm never going to go ahead and put myself in a position where, um, where I'm giving away something that I know I'm good at. so
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's it's one of those things where we, because again, I think as we've talked about adjustments in the last 10 minutes, there's still not a tangible, actionable, like do this kind of thing. Like I don't think I've heard one. And that's what's unfortunately really, I think frustrating for parents and for young players who like, okay, coach, you keep telling me to make adjustments. Like, what does that mean? Like, tell me how to do it. It's not a mechanical thing. It's just like a mental thing. And unfortunately, the thing that I think parents don't want and players don't want is like the high stakes where, yeah, if I don't play well, I'm going to sit the bench. Or if I don't play well, I'm going to get cut. Or if I don't play well, I'm going to be off this team next year. But unfortunately, those things are the things that really push you. I mean, I know all of us, we all have the same stories, just in different flavors, which is when I knew I was going to get cut, I either summoned something deep inside me and I figured it out like you just did. We all have, I've, I've had numerous moments like that yeah. and that, that's what makes you better. And it really can like set the tone for a completely different path than you were otherwise going to take. And I think that's why sometimes like, so for parents that are listening, your kids need to know that when they don't play well, like there is a consequence for it. Like the yeah. bench is a good thing for your kids because it, it can be a really big growth moment forcing them to take a different fork in their road. Bobby, would you agree?
1: They, they, I agree one hundred. I can't agree with you more, honestly. Like, yeah, I, I, I,
0: I asked you if you agreed, knowing that you would agree. I mean, just <laughs> being like a co-host, I but, couldn't yeah. agree with just you tossing more. Tossing you
1: beach balls. Well, thank you. I appreciate you're that. Well but there's, there's, I don't know if you can ex, you can explain it any better than you just did. Like, there are consequences to not being good at things that you do. Like, if you're bad at your job, you know, if you're a fireman and there's a fire. And you decide to go get coffee, like you. There's probably going to be consequence for that. Like if you, <laughs> you know know, happens. Yeah, oh I'm just burning a, people later. Well, just an example. Just a, Starbucks. Yeah. Well, right. Like, at or least, you just, at least or you don't ahead. turn, or don't ahead. turn the hose on, and don't turn the hose on, and like let the house burn before you decide to. This water. is your best like, analogy yet, I think. I, <laughs> it's got to be. Like, I got a lot of analogies in my toolbox. If you As remember my, my Starbucks bottle. Yeah, but the, I mean, come on. There's. You don't just get to be on the field. Like it's and and then the perception yeah. from a lot of parents is that, well, this kid is doing just as bad as my kid. Like, oh, that's not a that is not a defense for your yeah. son being on the field.
0: Like And there's too many intangibles, right? Like if he's doing well, aware of.
1: yeah. If he's doing if your son's six for his last seven and he's on the bench, you've got a beef. But if he's one for his last twenty and so is the other kid, there is there's no I I'm like I'm in a tough spot because out of the two that are playing horrible right now, which one should I play? Like, that's, you, you know, being yeah. bad, being less bad isn't an argument. It's like, like picking between better. Trump and Hillary for presidents. Like, well, be, yeah. in, in a lot of people's mind, you're right. Like, in, in politics in general, but in, in a lot of, you're right. Like, the, 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 what's the, like, the lesser of two evils isn't a, isn't really like a, like a strong, uh, yeah. you're not really selling me on it.
2: Yeah. You don't have a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of way to go with that. You know, it's just, uh, but it, yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, I think right now it's, it, it, you know, it, it got, it goes back to what we were talking about before with like the outrage culture type thing. And it's, that's what people are actually upset about. You know, that's what, that's what the parent is actually upset about, but they found something else to go ahead and, uh, and, 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 and you know, channel their frustration, but like, but yeah, I mean, it, Dan, you said it, right. It's just. Yeah there's consequences for not being good at something that you're that you want to be a part of. Like and the consequences for it becomes more like they becomes they become a little bit tougher and tougher the higher levels you get to, you know? Yeah. I mean when you, you know when, when you're playing youth baseball like 8 9 10 U and everything if you're not good it doesn't matter there's only like 9 or 10 kids on the team yeah. everybody's going to play at some point you know
0: the pizza's still flowing no matter right.
2: what right yeah 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 and and i mean you know just cuz you're not good when you're 8 9 10 or whatever doesn't mean that you're you're uh, you know that you're not going to be good when you grow up but i mean as you get older once you get to like 14 15 16 years old i mean you're going to have to start to understand that you know that you're not learning how to play the game anymore. Like you should you should have a good grasp of catch the ball, throw the ball, <laughs> hit the ball.
0: These are keys. These are keys. Yeah, Take like, notes, people.
2: Yeah, you should have a good grasp on that.
0: I'm going to jot this down.
2: If you don't have a grasp on that at that point, your role is going to be like, you know, it's going to be, all right, hey,
0: Johnny bench fellow.
2: Yeah, like like hey you know, get, get into a rotation with the foul balls or something like that. You know, just that, I mean, and I know it sounds harsh, but that's the reality of it right now. We can't go ahead and continue to lower the bar for kids just simply because their feelings might get hurt or because like, you know, because mommy and daddy are really upset about it and that kind of stuff. It's like you, we can't lower the standards for you. Just, you know, when, when I got, you know, when I got like these other kids over here that are trying to, you know that are trying to go ahead and play you know play potentially division 1 or you know or even even get drafted or something like that you know i mean it's just it's not uh that's not a reasonable way to uh, to go about it
1: and then we're splitting hairs at the same time it's like if he can't crack the the 15 16 u lineup like the bigger goal is to get is to go play in college just to talk about kind of what you and i are, yeah. are you know all three of us have been in a situation like we're trying to get kids to go play in college like if he's not going to crack the starting outfield on the 16 U team, like we're having, we've got bigger picture issues to yeah. address here. Like how is your son going to get to the level of playing in college? Like this is a short-term issue of him not getting on the field because he's in a slump. The yeah. bigger issue is that if you aren't a staple in your, in the middle of your lineup for a high school team, you you probably have a tough time playing in college.
0: Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about slumps for a minute. So this is, I think a difficult thing because I th- in the pro level, especially at the major league level, there's so many advanced statistics now where we know that hitters, we can't really tell that much about hitters. So say like the platoon shift, for example, it takes like a huge amount of at-bats. Like, I can't remember the exact number, but I want to say like a thousand at-bats or something. It's like more than a year's worth of at-bats to say definitively this guy can't hit left-handed pitching. It's not like a hundred at-bats. It's not like 200 at-bats. It's, it's a huge number. Um and I wish I had, I, I don't have it in front of me because we didn't plan on talking about this, but in the, it, we know that we need a lot of data to make really informed decisions about what hitters can and, and definitively can't do. Like one example is that we talk about like career numbers, like Asif's career numbers hitting against Greg Maddox. It's like, oh, he destroys Greg Maddox. He's like 13 for 40, uh, you know, owns him. It's like 40 at bats is, it's like a, it's like a hot streak. Like we don't really know yet if he's really that good against Matt. Like there's a, it's, he's good in a small sample size. But anyway, so my point is when we talk about slumps in amateur baseball, high school baseball, these are like 0 for 7, 0 for 14, yeah. right? Like 2 for 20. How much leeway do you guys give? And do you really call that a slump? Because for me as a coach, I was like, I'm not going to say that you're in a slump yet when you're 0 for 11 because, yeah, you, you suck right now, but it's not a big enough sample size to really like start penalizing and saying, all right, this hitter who I know is good – Needs to sit the bench because he's zero for seven, or he's, he didn't get a hit last doubleheader. How do you guys feel about slumps and sample sizes in amateur baseball? Go ahead,
1: Asif.
2: Okay, all right. Um, so for me, it's uh, you know this is where this is where your ability to to decipher you know what a what a kid looks like at the plate uh, becomes really important because you know, in, in amateur baseball, you know, your, your talent level and everything, the disparity is like, is very big, you know? Um, so you may face like, you know, in our, in our, uh, in our high school conference, we may face somebody throwing, you know, like 87, 89 one day. And then the next day, um, you know, we're facing somebody from a different team throwing 68, you know? And, um, and if my guy is, you know, if my guy goes 0 for 3 against the guy that's, you know, that's thrown 87, 89, I mean, yeah, I, I, that's probably going to happen, you know, that's that's understood. But then then if he looks overmatched by somebody throwing 67, 68, we're going to, we got some problems because at that point, you know, you're looking at it and saying, how is this guy getting overmatched by this this player right now or this type of, yeah. uh, well, this level of pitching, you know, I mean. When you get to college and in in pro ball, those are th- those are all good pitchers. Like they all bring something to the table. You know, even a guy from the worst college in, in you know in, in in the country can bring something to the table because they're there they were they were recruited. They were brought in for a specific reason. Well, like so spoiled milk.
0: If it's the worst, if it's the worst team in the country, then it'd be like spoiled milk and like an old croissant or right. something It'd be a very right. minimal contribution to the table
2: yeah 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 but like but <laughs> there's still something there to where you to where maybe you can understand why somebody might struggle or might not see the ball very well against him. but you know but i mean if, if somebody's throwing you know if the the dude is just throwing like meatballs up there at 68 miles an hour and you know you got a kid who's just who's late on everything or he can't you know he can't figure it out i mean that's the at that point that's where you know where you know, you're looking at it and saying, okay, yeah, that there's, there's an issue there, you know, whereas, you know, you might have somebody that goes ahead and lines out three times against the dude throwing 68 miles an hour. It's not like you're saying, Hey, you know, great job because it's still 68 miles an hour, but it's like, but you're saying there's something to build off of there. You know, you can say this guy has an ability to barrel the ball up and, uh, and you can kind of build off of that. But if a dude's just going ahead and struggling against that, that low of competition, there's some there's some serious issues there,
0: so it's more of you're you're looking at how they're how they're having at bats, how they're yeah. swinging the bat, not yeah. necessarily the results.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you can't really be result oriented in in high school baseball because you know if you have one bad week, that could end up ruining ruining your the entire statistical season. You know, like you got one bad week where you know where maybe you were facing, uh, you know, maybe maybe there's some rainouts or something like that, and then all of a sudden. You had to go ahead and schedule a bunch of games in one week against really good teams, and they all rested their number one pitcher. I mean, that kind yeah. of stuff happens, and you know, and you're you're looking at you know you're looking at a tough week, but uh, but that doesn't mean that uh, doesn't necessarily mean that you're in a slump. It just you know from from a statistical point, yeah, it looks like it, but not necessarily from a uh, from a coach's standpoint. Yes,
0: yeah, so we got a question on Twitter for you, Asif, um from Tom Jackson, who you know. Uh, he says, I know hitting advice you've given me didn't really kick in until much later in his career, like years later. Um, do you find that that's often the case with players, you're coach, that there's like a delay in understanding that something you teach them today might not really like take root for a significant amount of time?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, and, and, and I think that's something that I struggle with as a coach because I. I try to find a way to where that delay doesn't happen, you know? So, um, so I try to explain it into almost like remedial detail uh, to where a kid can understand that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I definitely find that happening quite a bit where uh, you know, where I'll say something and it won't resonate to, you know, for like another year or two years or something like, or even longer. And, um, and I mean, to be honest, you know, like, 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 for me, it was something that's. For me, that uh, something that worked, is is something that's talked like top down upon, or talk or not really. Uh, you know, it's not like something that you that you talk about anymore. It's the, it was the whole the whole swing down thing. You know, for me, like I um I knew that I didn't actually swing down at the ball, mm-hmm. but the intent to do so with the other things that I guess I was doing right was something that worked for me. Um, and it produced good results, but I don't teach that. I don't teach somebody else to go ahead and swing down at the ball because right now with the with um with all the technology that we have, it's proven that the bar the barrel doesn't go directly down at the ball when it's meeting it, you know that's mm-hmm. slightly upward plane. So I don't necessarily teach that even though that's what I was taught and that's what was working for me so, um, for me, when that was first taught to me, I didn't fully grasp that. So I kind of like, I kind of got away with some bad habits, but I'm left-handed. And so it, I kind of had, I got, I got away with having like kind of a, like, I guess a good looking swing naturally.
0: Yeah. You do have a nice but swing.
2: But then, but then what ended up happening is, um, I find I, you know, I was struggling and it was another adjustment that I had to make. And I was like, let me try this, this whole like down angle type thing. And it kind of uh, it helped me quite a bit, and everything kind of moving forward. And uh, again, I knew that I wasn't actually swinging straight down at a ball, but it was it, it it did kind of resonate for me. So I definitely know what you mean, where where it's like, yeah, that kind of stuff doesn't help until later, because maybe you know maybe a light bulb goes off, something registers, maybe something else happens, and it uh, and it kind of starts to fall together that way.
0: Yeah. So if you're just tuning in, we're here with Asif Shah. Um, Asif is a career 312 hitter in, in pro ball, and we're kind of picking his brain about some of the things that helped make him successful, and now as a coach, helps his players make uh, become successful. So uh, I want to transition. So you went to Wabash Valley College and uh, then SEMO. Can you tell us why did you go to Wabash Valley first?
2: Well, I, I actually started off at the University of Akron my freshman year and then uh and then i transferred to wabash valley um so i uh like when i got to akron i was very like undersized i was uh i was i was not really ready from uh from like from any standpoint to be honest to to um to be at that level like i i I mean i threw hard i you know i was a good hitter and that kind of stuff but um from like a, I guess from a strength standpoint, I was I didn't really fully embrace the weight room. I wasn't really um, wasn't really ready, you know, from, yeah. uh, from a wholesale standpoint. So I went to Wabash Valley, and um, I mean, to be honest, the competition level that I faced over there was better than what I had faced the year before. And um, but I was just I was with I was with my kind of like my age group and everything, and so um, I mean. I, I picked it there because I was like, I'm, I'm like, this is a chance for me to go ahead and develop. It's a chance for me to play. And uh, you know, and then I'll get to go back to a division one level afterwards. Um, I got recruited by a few other schools and everything out of Wabash Valley, like uh, uh, university of Illinois, Chicago. Um, I got, you know, like some other you know Arkansas state, a few other schools here and there. Um, and I ended up picking, uh, I, I picked SEMO just cause like it, it, felt right. And like when I, when I got there, it was like, it was a, you know, it's a smaller town, but it was, uh, you know, it was, it was big enough for me to go ahead and just, uh, and feel comfortable with it and everything. Um, I got, had a chance to go ahead and pitch and hit over there. So I was like, well, you know, I, this is what I want to do. So, so yeah, yeah, that's where I ended up. So
0: people have misconceptions about different levels of college baseball. So how would you compare? So Wabash Valley, their division two or NAI, I can't remember.
2: Wabash Valley, D1 Juco.
0: D1 Juco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was, I was completely off, so I apologize, everyone. <laughs> Good in, job, in man. The, If you're in the Wabash Valley, please accept my humblest apologies. Um, so you said the baseball there was better than what you faced in Akron. How is that possible?
2: Because you had a bunch of draft and follows at the time that were negotiating their contracts. so Explain,
0: like, explain to people who probably most people don't know what that is anymore.
2: So the draft and follow process was – where uh, where a team would draft a kid uh, usually late rounds, and they wouldn't really offer him a contract. Um, and if that kid went to a junior college, or if he was already out of junior college, they would maintain his rights for an entire year. And then um, and then what they and uh, and they would offer the contract right before the following draft. Yeah. So, like if I got drafted in two thousand four and I didn't sign, uh, suppose so I got drafted by the the Reds. The, the reds would hold on to my rights for the entire year until the, the 2005 draft and offer me a contract. And at that point, uh, you know, I could go ahead and sign or not. And, uh, you know, so, uh, I think, uh, you know, for me, it was like, I mean, you know, junior college baseball for me was like a miniature major leagues because, you know, you're facing guys that are throwing, I mean, you, you're facing guys that are throwing, you know, like 90 95 on a consistent basis and everything. And so, um, I shouldn't say ninety ninety five now. Uh, I mean, now it's like, you know, at, at Wabash Valley. I mean, you got like every single team is there on a consistent basis. Is there a the number one team in the country? So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you you know, you're facing consistent competition that is, uh, you know, that's high level talent and um, you know, and what was the term? A, a lot of arm talent. Arm talents. Oh, yeah. Lot how much arm talent, talent
0: is there yeah. in, in junior college yeah. baseball?
2: It, it, was, it was a lot. I mean, you know, you're you know, like I said, you're facing guys that are that are throwing hard and that are, you know, uh, it's it's hard to square up and everything. And um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a time where you know where I I really um, I really enjoyed it because it it helped me um, it, it toughened me up a lot actually. I mean, it helped me grow quite a bit and everything. So,
1: Rob Fournier is the oh Dan, you're welcome for your gift. Rob Fournier, co- I We were talking <laughs> off air. Was my summer baseball like he helped coach the travel team i was on probably when you were a freshman um okay at at wabash it would had to be summer of 2004
2: that I was uh, the summer after my freshman year at akron so okay yeah yeah so
1: that was i know rob really well i mean his team they come up and play triton college and i help out at triton uh okay. a yeah. lot junior college another really good baseball yeah. school oh, yeah. um Junior college baseball is great. It, oh, yeah. it, it's the, the hit it took, you know, talent wise because they got rid of the draft and follow, which is why a lot of people don't know what it is. You know, that, that it's starting to come back now with, uh, you know, the more everyone's seeing the opportunities again, that ever, everyone's given at junior college, you know, chance to go in and play right away. And then, you know, keep that D one dream alive for a lot of these kids.
0: Yeah. Guys, and, we're going to take a commercial break to talk about this <laughs> gift. Bobby <laughs> sent me, which yes. Yes. Um, if there's any kids watching, I don't really drink much. I don't care about it. And you shouldn't really drink much either. It's not a, not a good thing. Uh, but there's been a running joke on the show, so I want to give Jepson's Malort, which is the worst tasting liquor in the world. So if you ever <laughs> do want to drink, don't drink this. Um, but yeah, Bob sent me one of these in the mail.
1: Asa, have you, have you had this in any of your what Chicago travels? No, no. Uh, you will get some in the mail, my friend. Malort, Malort is Bobby the official a, sponsor, the unofficial sponsor of the morning brushback. Yeah, we have no I've official been, ties there, but I've been. Bobby well, I do, it. I do. I have do, official you, ties. Do you? They tweeted at me after I said well, that. That's not they official they tie. That's a, them close. patting you on the head, saying, "Thanks, guy. We don't really need your help, but thanks." They need my help. I am the only person. That's, that's probably true. You're in the, going in, I'm literally the only person that's like, this stuff is great. Like oh, I want to, I want to drink it. It's like the raccoon
0: meat of, of like, you know, of the liquor industry. <laughs> That's why you, they
1: do need an advocate. Um, it's a, it's like it's a, gross. it's gross. Yeah. It's, it's like gross. a, it's a shot of a, yeah. it's a shot of your, of your least favorite alcohol with a punch in the face.
2: Oh <laughs> God. All right. Back to
1: our, anyway, back to back our regular to scheduled our
0: programming. Yeah, yeah. This is our yeah, yeah. back. Okay. I don't know where we were, but here's what we're going to, we're going to segue to, um, so, Asif, if you could go back in time and give yourself some advice that would have given you a better chance of making it to the majors, what would that advice have been?
2: Um, take the weight room more seriously, I guess.
0: Yeah, um, you are a little pansy. That's just yeah,
1: I, it. I don't even know you that well, but... It, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, a, you have more I, hair than muscles.
2: Yeah, I, I, th- I think the biggest thing for me, like, I... I I think I I did take the weight room seriously, but I I feel like it was a little late for me, you know, like I, um, I mean maybe like when I was in college, I just, um, I, I I didn't really buy into all of the stuff that we were doing. Um, and so it just, uh, it it, kind of stunted. I, I, well, I shouldn't say stunted, but it just, it didn't really help my development as as much as I wish I would have liked. Um, I think, yeah, I, th- I think probably just taking the weight room a little bit more seriously, getting stronger and everything a little, a little bit earlier to where, um, to where I could, uh, to where I could, you know, like where my development didn't take t- so long. You know, like I yeah. mean, I, I mean, I, I was a good hitter, but I was a good hitter at like twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven years old, and I, you know, I mean, I don't think that there's that many people that are looking for you know, a good, a high average hitter with, you know, below average speed. So, you know, I mean, I feel like, I feel like if I had, if I had taken things seriously, like, you know, in the weight room a little bit earlier or, um, you know, or, I mean, the other thing actually, to be honest, might've been uh, to, to, to stop pitching, you know um, I was a pitcher in college also. And that was uh, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't particularly like pitching. Um, the only reason why I did it was because I used to throw hard in high school. And so I was like, I'm like, well, this is cool. I get to strike people out and everything. But then all of a sudden uh, my fastball in high school translated more into like a, Hey, let them hit it type of thing in college. And I was like, no, that's stupid. <laughs> like, I don't want to <laughs> do that anymore. <laughs> like, well, What you want me to let them hit the ball? No, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to strike people out and, uh, you know, and, you know, like a, a high eighties fastball, um, you know, that. It wasn't really going to go ahead and do that very much in college. So um, maybe my focus, my, my focus on doing, on being both, uh, because it was a cool thing to do in college was um, maybe, may have, may have like stunted my, or may have hampered my development in, uh, in being one or the other, you know? Um, I mean, I did really well my senior year in college. I, you know, I, both hitting and pitching, but, uh, but maybe if I had focused on one of them, I could have, uh, you know, it could have, you know, it could have helped me a little bit more but you know but maybe not maybe this was you know this was what my uh what my peak ceiling was regardless so yeah mm, mm, mm.
1: <laughs> well really 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 good advice for for anybody for any youth player to like hey here here's a guy who played professionally say the weight room is important maybe yeah. you should take it more seriously and then the the other thing you said too about about maybe s- focusing on one so I have the I have the reverse issue a lot of times with parent with players mainly not necessarily their parents where you tell them like hey your son has probably a future in college baseball on the mound well no he you know he plays third base for his high school team, I you're not hearing me he has a future pitching for his in college like maybe he should just focus on pitching if he if he hits for his high school team fine don't care you know do whatever you do your high school's got a hundred kids total like there's ten kids on the baseball team yeah let him. Let him do that. But focus on pitching. Like, he has a future. There's something there. And a lot of times people don't want to hear that. Like, oh, well, I'm good at both. It's like, okay, there's a lot of people that are good at both. But if we're trying to get to a certain, like, what's the goal? Sometimes we have to focus. Sometimes you have to, you know, yeah. sacrifice one for the other. Yeah. Good advice for a lot of, for younger guys to really, you know, if you realize it too late, maybe you hurt your chances. Like, I'm not saying you realize it too late or, or anything like that, but. You know, in the back of your mind, it's like maybe if I just maybe if I just hit in college, I would have figured something out maybe a little bit sooner, and maybe I would have got you know took myself a little bit taken myself maybe a little bit further, or maybe not. But
2: yeah, and I, and well, and I think the the thing that affected me was you know I mean because I'm left-handed, uh, you know everything all I ever heard in my entire life growing up was left-handed pitchers the fastest way to the majors, left-handed pitcher is the fastest way to the majors. Yep. And I was like, all right, cool, I'll keep on pitching. You know, and I threw hard, so I'm like, yeah, this is working. You know. And then, um, and then all of a sudden, like, um, I was, you know, I was still a good hitter. Um, and schools were recruiting me to do both. And then every once in a while, there would be a school that would recruit me just as a pitcher or just as a hitter, you know? And so I'm like, all right, well, you you know, I, I didn't really know what my ceiling was. Like, I didn't really know like what, uh, what I was going to be best at. And, but, but, you know, I should have given up pitching a while ago. But the thing is, people kept on saying, "Well, you know, you're a left-handed pitcher. You're a left-handed pitcher. Don't give that up. If anything, it's your meal give
0: ticket. Up. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like, if anything, give up hitting. So I had people from both then give, telling me one thing. You know, well, I had people telling me one thing, but I knew, you know, I, I think deep in my deep in the back of my head, I knew that I was going to be a better hitter. Deep because in the back I, of
0: your head, not your heart.
2: Well, back of my heart.
0: So. <laughs> that was funny. Heart, uh, Uh, I I
2: knew I knew that I was going to be that I was a better hitter because I enjoyed it and I understood it a little bit better because like I I, I, I honestly still I mean I, I understand pitching obviously you know because I mean I did it for so long but like I didn't like it you know I didn't I didn't I didn't like going out onto the mound and doing what I was supposed to do at a higher level i liked striking out a lot of guys because i was like hey yeah they're like it's me versus you and i'm better than you but then then all of a sudden you know it's like oh yeah you know he, hey pitch to contact get ground balls or this and that and i'm like
0: yeah screw that No, no that's guys.
2: stupid because yep. you know, if they make contact and the ball gets through that's a hit and that looks bad on me i'm like i'm not trying to look bad i'm gonna go ahead and try to strike i love
0: you. this logic it's it's yeah. fascinating yeah this is This is back to your throw the ball, catch the ball, hit the ball thing. It's really,
2: I mean, really, it was. I was like, I was like, I hated the fact that I had to turn into a pitch to contact type of guy, and I knew that that was eventually going to happen unless I gained velocity. And I didn't take the weight room serious enough to gain velocity. So it's like, all right, well, you know, this is this is the path that I'm going to go in. So, gotcha. Yeah,
0: Bobby, Daniel. What did you do this weekend? Did you have any did you have any outside time? Did you do anything fun or did,
1: did, no, did your, did your you wife know.
0: let you outside? Did she let you outside? No,
1: she's she's mad at me. I spent a lot of time playing online poker this weekend. So, I my, I was basically glued to my phone for like a, a, an extensive number of hours. That so she's she's she pretty she's she's not happy with it, but uh I don't know. She's she's up now, so maybe maybe she's over it. We'll find out. I'll yeah, find out right. about I'll find out in a few minutes here.
0: Gotcha. Awesome, I have some news, man. Yeah. I'm getting I'm exiting Instagram as a as like a professional and as a person. Oh really? Yeah, I, I uh I think everyone, especially so if you look at a lot of these people that have like an online presence like I do, um you start to check out their other channels, right? Maybe they have a huge Instagram following and do like a great job there. You go over to like their YouTube channel or something and they're just like the videos are like not anywhere near as like well produced as their Instagram content or whatever, which makes sense because we're all people and we have a finite amount of time. Um, especially in this, uh, you know, this quarantine, I just like lose a lot of time to Instagram, just scrolling through it like everyone does, just time, just time wasting in my free time when I should be like recovering mentally from <laughs> working all day or whatever. Or I just don't feel like I do good. Um, I don't do good. Instagram content. I don't make good Instagram content. I'm not like a, let's. what's my one minute tip for the day kind of guy. That's like not how I really operate. I kind of do deeper, like yeah. I try to make more high quality stuff. And I think one of the things people have been talking about, and I'm curious how, if you guys have anything like this in your life, but people have been saying like businesses that were going to go under are going to go under faster. Like marriages that were rocky are going to, they're going to get divorced faster. Like everything's just being hastened because of this quarantine And for me, similar situation, like I'm just preparing to cut out things that I just don't like or need. Like, and when I think about it, I don't enjoy any of my time on Instagram. There's a lot of people that I'll I'll like message with and I enjoy that a little bit, but in general, it just completely detracts from my life. I feel this pressure to put out content that I don't particularly like making. Um, And when I don't like making things that I feel are objectively good, I just, I, I don't feel good about it and I feel this pressure to put out content and then I just waste my own time. So I'm just like, I'm done with it. I'm making, I don't, like, I'm making an executive decision. I don't care if like pe- less people are exposed to what I teach. I'm just like going to focus on what I'm good at, which is YouTube writing. Um, and like this kind of, I guess you'd call broadcast, whatever you want to call it. But do you have something like that in your life that you're, you're getting rid of?
2: Um, so I, well, I, I don't have a Facebook I haven't had a Facebook in Facebooks like eight,
0: the worst company in the world I hate Facebook I'm getting rid of them too so
2: yeah, I, you know I, you know
1: Zuckerberg and Bill Gates are like this Dan
2: <laughs> I had a Facebook in 2012 that was the last year that I had it and I uh, I got rid of it because it was just like uh, for me it was more of just like like it was just like a social social thing it was like they're trying to find Yeah, social they call ac-
0: it a social network
2: well well it was like trying to find social acceptance because like Cause like, you, you know, you, you, see these, you know, like this was before Facebook got to be like what it is now, but um, it was a lot of people posting this, posting that. And I just, I didn't really find it. Uh, you know, I didn't really find it too productive for me. Um, and I mean, if you notice like my Twitter follow I, I very rarely will actually tweet something um, just because I, I don't, you know, like, I don't really have very much to, you know that that I I mean if I if I say something I'm gonna want to explain it more and more, and you can't do that in how many characters does it allow? Like one fifty or something?
0: Two forty, I think.
2: Yeah, you can't do that. I'm like that.
0: Two 280
2: So I just kind of look. I I look at them like you know I I don't really um I'll I'll keep it on there, simply because there's some content that I'll hit like on it or I'll bookmark something. To where i can go back to it later or something like that or or i'll keep it because maybe uh you know i mean i you know i, I, I you guys or dan you know this i, I grew up uh, in saudi arabia so um like you know maybe i'll maybe i'll run into a friend or, or something that somebody that i haven't spoken to in like 20 years mm-hmm. so it's something like that you know where, where that kind of stuff but like but i mean i don't really use it uh, i don't really use face or twitter or instagram to um, To like promote any to anything that I'm doing in particular, just because um, I prefer to invest in like I, I prefer to invest in people and actual like face to face communication. Which right now it's not really working out too well because yeah, we need to
0: show know, for it, Asif. <laughs> can't really
2: can't really do anything right now. But but I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I don't really have a I don't have a big following on Twitter. It's not like a lot of people follow me because um, I mean the people that do follow me are really are actual friends, like people that I know, uh, you know, or, or it's somebody that I want to network in to help, uh, to help some of my kids recruiting wise or something, you know, I don't really, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. I, I don't really post a bunch of content on there that is going to go ahead and, uh, and leave me, um, leave me open to criticism because I prefer to go ahead and just do that. You know, like I prefer to go ahead and give a lesson or I prefer to go ahead and Talk to somebody and everything. Not that I have any type of secret. Asif's
0: not digital. Yeah, yeah. you're not. You're living in the real world.
2: Yeah, like like I I don't have any secret that I'm trying to hide from anybody because I don't really. uh, I don't know that my way is better than anybody else's, but it's really more of uh, you know. It's just I don't really. I'm not going to go ahead and uh, and get into the Twitter spats than everybody else is, but I will watch them. Like I love. I'll refresh. Spectator. Bobby, yeah, was the new,
1: it's the new cable.
2: Yeah, it's like I'll refresh my feed and wait for God. Um, uh, what's the guy's name? Snack. Yeah, that, Richard.
0: That <laughs> you have no idea what his name is.
2: Yeah, I'll wait for him and and Jeff Fry to go ahead and lay into people, and then I love I love watching <laughs> Eric Sim on Twitter. I like. I mean. I know that some people might not like him and everything, but but you know, but he's a guy that you know. I think it's just funny what he says. He he um, he
0: posts good, funny, like topical,
2: yeah, it's kind of crude it's baseball stuff. stuff. Like yeah, if you if you're a baseball
0: stuff. lifer, you like you for sure. I think appreciate his his tweets.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then uh, you know, and then uh, what's the the one guy that um the one guy that uh, teaches people how to throw funny um mm. Marshall Mike Marshall.
1: Oh oh man, yeah, like, his people are, his
0: people are psychotic. They, yeah, he'll, he'll,
2: he'll come in and I home. I love watching people go ahead and, and you know tear each other to shreds because it's you know right now it's kind of funny to watch. Okay, so if
0: Asif was a Roman. You'd be at the you'd be at the gladiator fights all day watching just people the carnage essentially. I'd
2: have season tickets like For just sure. front row, like you know, just right there. No like, doubt. Yo, let, let me get some of this. I'd be like uh, I'd be like Spike Lee at the Knicks game.
0: There you go, Bobby. What about you? That's funny. What, are you cutting anything um, out of your life or doing anything uh, new? You know
1: what well, we and, cut out like I mean, you cable. A shovel. You have I have a shovel. My... Yeah, what are you scooping out of your life with your shovel, Bobby? I'm am mo- moving I'm moving facilities myself, so I, maybe this this shovel might come in handy to cut some stuff. Um, we cut cable a long time ago. Like I don't really watch that much TV necessarily. Uh, the the tough part about cutting like you're cutting Instagram. The tough part about cutting some of this stuff when you run like a youth baseball is that all the kids are on Instagram and mm-hmm. all the parents are on Facebook and Facebook and Instagram are owned by each other you know one one owns mm-hmm. the other but Twitter's one I enjoy the most so I got to be on all three uh I don't do that much stuff on Instagram you know I feel like Instagram might not having it might hurt your dating uh you know <laughs> prospects how can somebody stalk you if you don't have Instagram.
0: Well, I'm not removing my profile. I'm just oh. I'm putting up I'm like putting up a thing that's going to basically explain like, hey, so if someone comes and they want to follow me in the future which will continue to happen, they'll just see that thing and be like, "Oh, Dan's not here." Like it's going to be very clear that
1: I'm I've like exited, but it my my, my account will stay there. Yeah, but you need st- to strategically post maybe like a picture of you on the beach, like you doing something <laughs> in the moment where it's like, oh, no, this guy no, 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 this guy's no, no. dateable. This this it's, has been a, a I'll per- post those
0: a, a business profile for a long time.
1: I'll I'll post those pictures. No, int- we
0: well, it's it's funny that you mention that because as much as like I share a lot of uh, like my story and there's a million videos and things I've written, some of which are kind of personal, um, at least personal from a baseball standpoint there's actually very little of my personal life on the web. Like you, there's no, I don't have a personal Instagram. I don't post anything on personal Facebook. Um, they're like, I don't know. I have, I have a very conspicuous
1: coach life, but not, not anything really about my personal life. I'm going to start posting a a daily dose of Dan.
0: I mean, I do in the stories. I enjoy the stories sometimes. (laughs) So if you follow my Instagram story, which will also unfortunately cease, uh, you would see like random food I'm eating and, la Colum, stories about old mostly about old bay and la Colum coffee which yeah you love old bay seasoning it's amazing sh- shower with awesome stuff. do you appreciate old bay what do you know about old bay
2: well i what mean do they have
0: what do they have in old sand or something see oh, i can make that joke because we're <laughs> friends oh
1: god old is that see we're friends what's so the seasoning that... what's the seasoning the middle eastern uh equivalent to old bay
2: well, I mean, Middle Eastern and Pakistani are going to be two different things, but um, like Middle Eastern, uh, you know, it's just it's gonna it's to be honest, it's like different types of uh, of like regions and everything. Also, it's it varies quite a bit to be honest. But uh, and saffron. Well, <laughs>
0: are you, googling, are you googling this? It, I'm sprouting I'm, I'm like,
2: a lot of like like curry and uh, like uh, masala that kind of stuff. You know. There we go. Yeah.
0: Well, that's one thing people, I think, forget is that Americans, like, are the foods that are cultural to us are like super bland and lame. Like, there's so much more culture everywhere else in the world. Be- I mean,
1: have you had order. a Popeye's chicken sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on now. The what? seasonings, the chemicals in that sandwich are <laughs> rival delicious. any They're country. Delicious. You're right. <laughs>
0: But no, I mean, I I'm sure you'd agree with that. I mean, you have like a really like rich heritage of like food and like all this stuff compared to yeah, like yeah. American yeah. food.
2: Yeah. I mean, I was like, you know, like, when when we would go to Pakistan for like vacation or something to like visit family and that kind of stuff. I mean, um, I would be exposed to a lot of different types of foods that, you know, and some that I wasn't like I wouldn't be allowed to eat certain things, you know, because they're like, yo, if you eat this, you're you're going to get sick. Like your stomach's going to go ahead and you know, you're, you're gonna be in the toilet for about a week. So am like, nice. Yeah. So like, um, so yeah, I mean that kind of stuff, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was like really, really spicy, you know, like super spicy. And so I have a pretty high tolerance for spicy food. Um, uh, so my wife doesn't. So like, you know, we have to kind of, uh, we kind of have to like, you know, compromise on that and everything at the, from time to time. But I mean, But, yeah, like, you know, different types of food I was exposed to. But, you know, but I've also I mean, I've traveled like pretty much my entire life. So it's just, uh, you know, I've seen, you know, I've kind of been able to experience a lot of different things so far. So, yeah.
0: One one thing I'm curious of, how did you pass your time? Because Bobby and I talked about this before. How did you pass your time on bus rides during your seven seasons? Because everyone does it in their own unique way. Some people hate the bus. Some guys enjoy the downtime of of the bus. I was one of them. Um, what did you eat on the bus? What did you do on the bus? Like what did you cherish or hate about those long
2: bus rides? Um gosh.
0: Yeah, you weren't ready I for this one.
2: I didn't like uh I wasn't a card game guy. Like I <sighs> hate it. like I absolutely hated when like you know, when when uh, somebody would take a cooler and put it in the middle of the aisle and then go ahead and play a card game in on on the bus. For four and- hours, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, dude, like, stop it. Just, you know, um, I love, you know, I love the storytelling though that like, uh, I mean, cause well, you, when you and I were in normal with, with, with Brooks and how, and they would tell us stories, I thought that was awesome. Like, yeah. I mean, we're hearing some of the stories that, that how would talk about like with, with guys like Roberto Clemente and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is, I, you know, you're, it's like you're living in a time machine right there. Um, you know, Speaking I, of which,
0: you, have you read the book Ball Four yet? I'm pretty sure I recommended to you this winter. Did you read it yet?
2: Ball Four? No, I was reading your book.
0: Yeah, great book, yeah. by the way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, but uh, but um, but yeah, like you know, just uh, just that kind of stuff. Like you know, ju- I guess just like talking to teammates and everything. I, I mean, I would try to sleep. Uh, if it was a super long trip, then uh, then yeah, I mean, I would go ahead and knock in some. Tylenol PMs and then go ahead and, uh, and, and, go to sleep. Um, you know, we would have to get one of those egg crate mattress pads and then just put it underneath the seat and then go ahead and sleep. Uh, you know, get yourself a pillow and you're good to go. But I mean, um, sorry, that's my call. rolling. Stop. But, um, Hey, get down now. Stop.
0: Your, your, your spirit animal is unhappy with you also he hey, misses you but i love it he's about sorry. to lay down the uh, law but yeah, the the,
2: like i i wasn't really big in like trying to just like sleep through it if there was a good uh, i mean sometimes guys would put on a movie or something like that you know and if it was something that i haven't seen before that i was interested in seeing yeah. i would go ahead and, and watch that but like I didn't like it when you know when when guys would put on some stupid movie and be like, oh yeah, let's watch this, like you know, like Days of Thunder or something like that. You know. I'd, yeah.
0: All right, lightning round. So, what was if we stopped at like a at like a uh, a Wawa or something? What were you getting?
2: A Wawa? What's that? Yo, oh my wah-wah. God!
0: What? You didn't play on the, the East Coast. And fight you? You didn't play on the East Coast. Or sheets? All right, sheets. Well, I, I play the is.
2: Normally, but I don't. I mean,
0: you know what sheets is, right? Sheets who are you sheets is Come like on, one man. of those great gas stations that you stop and they've like oh, uh, a legit okay. sandwich
2: a gas station man like i don't remember what the gas station it's not a
0: gas station is. it's something it's not in a its gas own station. category you can get like made to order you know sub sandwich quesadilla like all these all different okay. like legit so, like actual food okay it's like a, it's like a subway anyway, gas what's, station what's your gas station dinner the bus it's 3am we just pulled over to gas station you need a real meal what do you get at the gas station
2: <laughs> this is not good but uh I, one of the gas station hot dogs i <sighs> mean yeah, yeah. they're oh. not
0: bad whatever oh they came, not bad. The same, they came out of the same package as any other hot dog yeah, but they haven't
1: but they've been they're sitting there for meat. seven
0: days yeah, they're trash exactly. meat like anything else
2: yeah it's i mean but but you know a gas station hot dog a bag of chips and, and a drink you know
1: man yeah, it's pretty yeah. basic
2: yeah, that's like, not
1: it, that's not fun. You don't get you don't you don't ju- you don't jump in the, the automotive aisle and grab, you know, grab like a just grab something spark plugs, something to pass the time on the bus. Some spark, oh
0: some spark plugs.
1: Like, <laughs> every gas station has that one has that one weird aisle with like light bulbs and toilet paper. And uh. yeah, Bobby just and, plays a light bulb. This is sh- a shining light to his childhood for us. Well, he doesn't never been to sheets. He doesn't have the experience of hard boiled eggs yeah. right next, right next to your, uh, right, right next to your carton of cigarettes.
2: Well, like, I mean, there, there was also, um, there's also like a, like a, um, we would stop at an A&W when, uh, when, when I was with Quebec, we'd stop at an A&W from time to time. And so that was always, you know, getting, getting a, a burger meal from there. It was always pretty good. But, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I tried to keep it as basic as possible because normally i mean if we're stopping at a gas station it was because you know it was like you know guys are about to fall asleep or you're you you're waking up at a gas station or something like that yeah was, you know it wasn't really the timing wasn't really the best so i'm like you know i'm like half out of it and everything and you're trying to go ahead and uh, and you know and get something to eat or something and, you know so yeah that that yeah it would probably be a gas station hot dog and uh, and a, a bag of chips and a drink so yeah
0: Okay. Final question as we wrap up here. Um, what changes in baseball do you like? And what let's say, let's what's one or two of each, what's two changes you like in baseball and what are two that you hate?
2: Um, so I mean, I think one of them goes, it, it can go into both categories. Like I like the, uh, I like the data that, you know, that's coming out, but I also hate it because, I like that you know. I like that there's something to quantify something. You know, I like that uh, you know that you can go ahead and say like, all right, um, ma- majority of the base hits or majority of the hits are are hit at this particular launch angle with exit velocity. But then I also hate it because some people think that that's the way to go ahead and 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 that's like the only way to go ahead and and uh, and teach. You know, it's like mm-hmm. all like, there were good hitters before all this stuff happened. You know, like yeah, Tony Quinn... Pretty good hitter, you know. Ken Griffey Jr. Pretty good hitter. Mickey Mantle, pretty good hitter. Those guys were pretty good before, you know. Before you started to go ahead and talk about exit velo and launch angle. But um, uh, the other thing that I that I would say I like as far as a new thing, um, I like that uh, I like that you know that they're doing a, I guess a better job of kind of updating things and making it a little bit more relatable to the younger crowd Ugh. what i don't like is I, I don't really like the pace of play um you know uh things that are going on i don't like that they're that they're trying to take away um you know a lefty specialist um i get i would like it as a player because maybe i wouldn't have to face that guy as much but you know yeah. but like, um but you know but it just uh, or or yeah I, I don't necessarily like that they're saying you know hey bring a bring a guy in in the middle of an inning he's got to complete the inning or face what three batters or something yeah. uh i don't i don't really know if i like that because i think that there, there's a part of strategy to that and everything and it's just you know i, I mean if it's game seven of the world series and you know and you're you got and you have to go ahead and go off of this one little rule or something like that you know i, I don't know if i'd like that i don't like that uh and I, you know I don't like that it's going in with uh with these different changes like what they did with the Atlantic League I really hate that I absolutely despise what they're doing you don't
1: like you don't like the uh the stealing first base
2: yeah I I think that thing that stuff is so dumb like are you you're you're changing the game altogether at that point you know stealing first base and like something about the pickoffs at first base and uh, moving the mound back and all the
1: mound thing was re- the mound was yeah. ridiculous yeah
2: like, i wish the yeah you're, you're i like, wish
1: the pace of play like it's the buzz term right it's like social yeah. distancing like everyone says it now nobody nobody really that nobody can give you like a definite answer like social distancing is six feet too close is 10 feet too close right. same thing a pace of play like is 20 seconds in between pitches okay it's yeah it's, it's more the action itself like before guys were just three, you know, three absolute outcomes, strikeout walk or home, home run guys would try and put the ball in play, move runners over. Like there'd be stuff happening, yeah. you know, and I get it. Like there's not many errors in baseball, you know, in baseball games generally, maybe one or two a game. So it's like, if you put the ball in play, you're probably out. Yep. But it's like, you got to like make a rule that would, I don't know, in like force action, like, Something that would force action in the game would be, like, a good, I think, change. I don't know what that rule is. I'm just, you know, spitballing. Right, yeah. But, like, the, the overall philosophy change has made baseball, like, somewhat unwatchable, you know, unless it's a high-leverage game. It's, yeah. like, a, you know, a Tuesday game in May is tough to watch when you're trouting out, uh, you know, trotting out eight pitchers in a nine-inning game. And it's, like, come on. Like, could we – yeah. could we just let the guys let let's get some action put the ball in play let me see somebody feel the fly ball
2: that yeah that, that that part is you know and it kind of goes into like what the hitting stuff and like hitting twitter and everything and how like how a lot of hitting coaches are you know they, well they're they're swing coaches they're not actually i mean i can't really, not
1: hitting coaches
2: uh, i can't really call them hitting coaches I, I you know call them swing coaches because they're trying to teach you to swing to you know to go ahead and hit the ball out of the yard and yeah, I mean, yeah, that's playing right now. That's, that's what's playing right now. But, um, but a swing coach is not going to help me when a guy is throwing 98 and, you know, and it's come from the left side or whatever, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, that like, you're not helping me doing that. You know, you're like whatever drill that you were talking about, you know, I, I'm like, uh, first of all, I'm trying not to die here. You know, <laughs> like like this dude's throwing 98 from the left side. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to kill myself right here. So whatever drill that you came up with, I'm not thinking about that. It's, it's, uh, so yeah, I mean like that, that, that whole, that top part of the revolution is something that I'm not really fully on board with just cause it's, it, it does, uh, it kind of, um, it devalues experience, you know? Um, and we go into that discussion of like, you know, of like you can be a good coach without having a high level of playing and that's true. Yeah. But, but, you're, but some people are starting to use that as an excuse. Like some people are are almost like using that as a way to go ahead and promote themselves and saying, oh, yeah, you know, I wasn't a good player, but now I know why I wasn't a good player. It's like, no, you weren't a good player because maybe you just didn't work hard or maybe you uh, you didn't listen to your coach or maybe your coach was saying something and you tried to go ahead and deflect it and blame it on him or something like that, you know, like, Um, Well, it doesn't
1: it. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a substitute for experience that all of a sudden you have dead, you have, there's quantifiable data. Like, Oh, like I understand how to use a, this technology. So now all of a sudden your experience is irrelevant. That's not how that, that's not how this, that's not how at least this profession works.
2: Exactly. And I think that there's a lot of people that are starting that, 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 that use that, that are saying like, Oh, well, I understand this technology. So that means that makes me better than you, even though you have X amount of years in in the big leagues. It's like, no. And and the truth is, is that you're never going to get those two bodies of, of people together. Like they're never going to go ahead and coincide because there's too much ego involved. So, you know, it kind of brings me back to where I am where I'm like, I like watching it because it's entertaining to go ahead and see them go ahead and argue with each other. But, but at the end of the day, I mean um, you know, the whole like, uh, you don't have to be a good player to be a good coach yeah that's true um I, I know there's there's one one hitting coach and I know we're going on for a while but like there's one hitting coach that said something about like I w- I wasn't good enough and I wanted to know why well what about the guy who is good enough and he wants to know why also like and I don't want to put myself in that category but I know I was a good hitter and I and, but I knew why also so because I was a good hitter, that should not go ahead and put me at a lower level of being a uh, of being a good coach well Simply. it's not
0: either or I mean it's not yeah. like you can't be a hitting coach or you're mar- marginalized it's kind of the same thing it's like if you don't feel threatened by that guy you know who's got less experience but thinks he's good then whatever like it doesn't really impact anyone's life except people are getting upset about it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing that's happening right now. And I think I think the biggest thing that you know that, that I go back to though is that is the fact that it's like there are some people that are putting out a bunch of crap content, and they're using the excuse or the, they're using the reason of, oh well, I don't have to be a good player to to be a good coach. It's like yeah, but you still you got to put out some good content. You can't go ahead and tell somebody to go ahead and and you know and uh, do this when it's been proven to be wrong. Well, there's
1: too much – there's just too much leeway. Like nobody's telling any of these people, and that's sometimes I do on Twitter, which is where, you know, Dan always – like I'll start the fights on Twitter because somebody's got to tell these guys that doesn't work. Yeah. Like what you're teaching this kid to do when the ball's moving at six miles an hour from a front toss is not playable off of regular pitching. Like you can't just – exit velocity is no measure whatsoever of how good of a hitter you are. Like every big leaguer – Every college guy hits the ball hard if they square it up, yeah. and it, like it's more of a measure of strength. That's I always argue. Exit velocity is a measure of how strong you are. Like if it's low, you're too weak. Yeah. You know, if it's high, then you're probably strong enough. You still might suck at hitting. Like there's, you know, there's plenty of kids that post. I see them post on these, mm-hmm. uh, you know, flat ground app and all these, you know, PBRs. Like oh, their their uh, their exit velocity was 98. Okay, well, why did he hit a, a buck 50 then on varsity? Yeah. Like, it's clearly not indi- indi- indicative of how good of a hitter he is. It's just indicative of how strong he is, yeah. which is okay. Like, it's not, you know, I would like a hitter to be strong as well. Like, that's why we talked about, you know, lifting earlier. But yeah, yeah. it's like somebody's – nobody's policing these guys that are out there saying that, oh, you know, I, was, I wasn't I was that good of a player, but I searched and now I know how to hit. Well, actually, yeah. how the, explain has to me how new- the hell – Congress
0: has a new bill they're passing actually to create the. Uh, I think it was attacked or attached to the space force thing. They're going to create the hitting police actually. So I,
1: I'm, I should. I want to be on that, but just. Yeah. I just want just just like it should be one like meme that just says wrong.
2: Yeah, you're wrong. I I mean, you you're, can make a welcome.
1: meme. Anyone can make memes. You know, you can. Well, make I mean, memes, I, right? but I, but I don't guy. have the official hitting Twitter police badge. On my profile instead of a blue check mark I Let's want like make a, red, a badge Let's I want make a red stop part of our sign. Show. you can buy a hitting you can buy a police badge from a certification from show. you take this test if you know anything about hitting you're now a certified you're like a sheriff you're a Twitter sheriff
2: oh yeah I, yeah I mean I get emails all the time about like a hitting certification and I'm like my god like, oh, I don't I didn't know that this stuff existed and I think that probably is is the fact of like my, my my lack of social media presence as far as you know putting content out there that I, cause I didn't know that, that hitting, like hitting certifications, I didn't know that that stuff existed until like about like three months ago, you know? And I'm like, I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, you know, you're taking a class on hitting and then you get certified. Like what, I mean, what's the benefit of it? You know I mean? Do, am I going to get like a a full-time salary paid job with full benefits because I got a hitting certification or yes. (laughs) Yes, like, and that's that's kind of where you know where where it kind Mm -hmm. of into that whole like, yeah, I mean, what you were saying is right. Is that you know nobody's policing these guys that have never experienced what it's like to play in the middle of August when your legs are just worn down, um, and you know you're facing you know you're facing somebody that who's got you know who's got a fresh arm, who's got great arm talent, and uh, and you know and the guys you know and. The guy's painting ninety-eight on the black, and you're sitting there. You're like, you're like, okay, well, you know, what it, what did, it, uh, God, I keep on, what's the guy's name? Because he keeps on popping his in my head. The dude that uh, that that Jeff Fry gets into it with, Richard. Yeah, like you know, like I'm not gonna be thinking of the drill that that, that Richard um, that came up with when the dude's painting ninety-eight on the black. I'm thinking of like you know, like I said before, I'm like, first I don't want to die, and then second, um, you know, my legs are killing me. Uh, you know my my hands. Are, you know I'm. I'm. It's it's a 12 o'clock game. It's 95 degrees outside. It's humid. It's kids day at the park. So there's a bunch of kids yelling and screaming for an autographed baseball while I'm in the dugout. And it's like, you know, I mean that that drill that he came up with is not going to help me get go ahead, and uh, you know and go two for four against this guy. So
1: yeah, and I mean just to touch on what you said, I know you we're gonna sign off here. I see Dan's probably got. Dan's got updating of his dating profile is going to happen um (laughs) but uh the the stuff you're talking about like like the you know jeff fry's going at guys that you know that are talking about hitting that never could hit right and if there's like someone like richard and i'll defend richard here for a second he's not really teaching hitting he's teaching you like this is how the best guys in the game used to swing yeah you know you should try and be like those best guys like yeah if you want to be good at basketball like hey Watch a few videos of Michael Jordan. Can't shoot like, like watch can't shoot watch like
0: that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like yeah, you can't underhand the ball from cool. the free throw line. Actually, like, that's watch.
0: actually, you can. That's actually proven. Watch the best some way of to, the. That's proven to be the best way to throw a free throw. But people here we too, go. They're too afraid. It's like <laughs> it's like proven though.
1: But it's okay. So it, whatever, it's like machismo, you can't.
0: You it's can't machismo the guys don't do that. So that's don't bad, kick, bad don't
1: the kick the ball at the basket. You know, <laughs> yeah. try and try. It's swing coach versus hitting coach. Like if I want to learn about hitting, and I made this argument, and I will continue to make it. If Alex, I've heard Alex Rodriguez talk about his mechanics. He Says swing down to the ball. Yeah, yeah. He knows he didn't swing straight down to the ball. But if you're in a room with Alex Rodriguez, I don't care how many books you read or how many certifications you have on the wall. He knows more than you about hitting. And if you don't, if you're not smart enough to just be like, look, I get it. Like he's, what he's saying isn't mirroring what he did, but if you're not listening to what he's saying, then you're, you're, you're way, you're lost. You don't have any idea what's going on because this guy could do it.
2: That's the problem with a lot of coaches, like a lot of the new age hitting coaches, you know, and, and we, you know, it's the, the term hitting versus swinging, that kind of stuff. But. A lot of those are immediately going to disregard what A. Rod has to say because of the fact that he said something like "swing down," you know. They they, yeah. they review that, and that's like that's like it's 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 like somebody going ahead and just you know burning their ears out and everything. It's it, but but you know, listen to what I mean. The dude was you know he's a Hall of Fame caliber player. Like he's one of the best players to ever live, and you're you're not going to tell me that you can't come away with something beneficial with with what he has to say.
1: And, and he's but, and you're never going to be perceived as knowing more about hitting than he does. Doesn't matter yeah. what you do. You could teach every big leaguer from now to the end of time, and you could be their personal coach. Yeah. You don't know more than a Rod. It's just I'm sorry. You yeah. don't. It's okay yeah. that you don't. But stop acting okay. like you do. Yeah. Stop acting okay. like you do. Yeah. Well, you know what, Dan? It's not okay.
0: Well, <laughs> it is okay because like I'm I'm in the same boat. Like I have a strong baseball pitching presence, but I also still know like there's a, a lot of guys that play in the major leagues, and I didn't. And they have knowledge that I don't like, I realize that it doesn't threaten me. It's not like damaging to my ego. Like no. I could sit and have a conversation as peers with one of those guys, even though they play at a higher level than me and there's, they are always going to have some things that they learned or saw or did that. I wasn't privy to cause I didn't play there just yeah. like being an astronaut and actually being on the, on the moon rather than being like, you know, an astronaut who trained. And never got to go up in the shuttle or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever I, like how you, I like how you use my astronaut analogy, Dan. I it was mine that. before. I thought of that well now before we no, were no, podcast no, no, partners. But Asif, no. thank you for coming on the show. This was a great talk. Appreciate your time. Um, do you want anyone to follow up with you on the, the dark web? Follow you on Twitter? If so, what's your handle?
2: Oh, yeah. It's uh, AsifShaw1421. And Shah is S-H-A-H, Shaw is S H A H, not S H A W.
0: So A S I F s-h-a-h and then what are those numbers
2: one four two one
0: one four he, he made it nice and confusing on you so you're gonna get no followers out of this but that's your own fault
2: <laughs> i don't have any very many on it we'll put it
0: on the show notes um but yeah also thank you for coming on it was good to see you man um you,
2: man. we
0: didn't talk about cincinnati which i'm disappointed about because i really think cincinnati is an underrated city i like it a lot spent a lot of, yeah, a lot of the last couple summers there it's a good good yeah. city
2: yeah,
0: well, it's a fun time, yeah. So hold up the fort. I'm sure we'll cross paths soon. For you are out there listening, thank you for being here on Twitter, on YouTube. Uh, this is our last full week going every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The following week, we will be going Tuesday and Friday, um, dropping down to two days a week so we can do a little more things that I think you'll enjoy anyway. So um, thank you for being here. Subscribe to the show. We're on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you listen to
1: podcasts. Bobby, say goodbye. Uh, we appreciate it. i have been a tune in Wednesday to hear uh, Matt Swope. Matt Swope so we're going to, we're have, to get a, we're have to get a confirmation
0: on his last name. Matt Swope, Associate Swope. Head Coach, University of Maryland Baseball. So it'll be another great talk about hitting.
2: Awesome, man. Thanks a lot, guys.
0: Yep. Take care.